Hey, this is Jake. Hi, and I'm Margaret. Welcome to the Creative Unblocked podcast. With Jake's background in personal development and mine in art education and being a professional artist, we combined our experience to create a unique and exciting method for you to move past blocks that are holding you back. Each week, we'll talk about a different topic that is aimed at inspiring and educating you on the power that using creativity has to create breakthroughs and to help you move past blocks and live the life you want to live. To find out more about our process and useful tools to get started, visit us online at thecreativeunblock.com. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody. This is Jake. Hi, and I'm Margaret. And welcome back to Coffee and Creativity, as you can see. Uh, my hair looks like a wild man. Um, it's it's time for a haircut. I have good news. Uh, I want to show you guys something. Um, first off, I did hear that we're here in Nashville, and I did hear that uh, the haircut place that I go to is, is potentially opening next week. So I want to let you guys know this actually is not what I look like. Uh, Margaret, will you hold my microphone real quick? I want to show them. I want you guys to be prepared. So that uh, next week when I'm back on the show, you know that it is me. So this is actually what I look like in real life. Uh, it's a far cry, but it is um, it is what I look like. And so, uh, as we say a lot of times, we have microphones, so we are live recording. And so, hello to everybody uh, that is out there uh joining us uh i'm surprised we started at 10 this morning we're, we're never on time we should start Ever. saying 10 ish right? yes 10 ish 10 ish we so, shoot for 10 yeah so margaret has the better microphone this time we've negotiated that um we've also had a little bit of drama this morning she did take a little more coffee than she does normally so i have my coffee it's not as much as i'd like <laughs> Because she took a little extra, and when you've been married for a long time, uh, these things, they add up. So, uh, But we're hanging in there. We're doing well. Uh, we hope you are. Hey, it's Friday, and uh, you're live, which is great. You know, I like to start with the small wins, so here we are, and uh, we're all live. So that's a great way to start today. And so today, uh, we're going to be talking about the secret that Carl Jung found uh, that can help you now. And these are very conversational. Uh, sometimes we'll pivot. And uh, we'll just kind of have an open conversation with you. But for those of you who don't know, my name is Jake, and uh, I am the uh, co-creator of the Creative Unblock. Uh, and this is my wife, Margaret. Margaret, you of course can introduce yourself and talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah. So I'm Margaret, um, also the co-creator. And so basically, what I bring to the company is creating the creative exercises yeah. um, with my background in art education as well as being a professional artist. So um, what we're talking about today is very exciting. And so I'm excited to um, share with you some things that we have realized uh, once we kind of combine our minds together to talk about what Carl um, also found out. Yeah, and so uh, for a long time I called him Carl Young. Now you have to be patient with me because I'm from Alabama originally, so uh, <laughs> it is Carl Jung apparently. Uh, but uh, hey everybody, I just want to say hey. Uh, we do see you. I can't touch, I can't go that far to touch, but uh, we love you and we hope you're doing well. So uh, a real quick thing on the Creative Unblock, uh, we do have a podcast, so I just released last week's Coffee and Creativity on our podcast. You can find that on our website. Uh, it's the Creative Unblocked podcast. If you search it, uh, it's actually the first thing that pulls up in Google. And what we say in the podcast is, uh, and my background is in personal development, and Margaret's being in art education and also being a professional artist, uh, we combine both experiences to create a unique and exciting method for you to move past blocks that are holding you back. And so this is really meant to be a space where we're going to talk about different topics about how that works. And um, 
We really want to be a, a resource of tools. There's a lot of people out there that talk a lot about creativity. There's a lot of people out there that talk a lot about personal development, but it's really our goal to give you real actionable tools um, so that you can uh, start to experience uh, what we've experienced going through this together. So right off the top, what I want to talk about is obviously we're talking about Carl Jung. And so to start, I think what we're going to have to do for anybody that doesn't know much about him, uh, Margaret and I, I guess it was probably last year, would you say, that we kind of started getting familiar with Carl Jung? Mm-hmm. And it seems like everything that we were reading was somebody that studied um, his method. So um, almost everything that we gravitate towards tends to be in that area. Yes. He's kind of like, I wish he was our granddad a little <laughs> bit. You know what I mean? I mean, I had a... I had a great granddad. No, no, no shame on that. But I do kind of wish. But it's funny because all the people we read, all the all the uh, stuff that we love, seems to kind of spring from him. So, I'm just going to read you guys a quick little excerpt from uh, uh, the Union Society. So, Carl Gustav Jung, great, great middle name. I know another Gustav out there. Yes, you um, do. <laughs> I do. Was was one of the pioneers of modern depth psychology and psychoanalysis. Uh, so he he lived from 1875 to 1961, so a little bit of time ago, in Switzerland. And he became a physician at first and then entered the emerging field of psychoanalytic psychiatry. So there wasn't a lot going on then. It was emerging and starting out. And so through his own personal experience and working with patients in copious research, Jung developed ideas and methods of inquiry that deepen and broaden our understandings of personality, psychodynamics, and shaping the energies of social history. Over time, his ideas and methods of investigation have profoundly influenced the humanities, the arts, psychotherapy, religious studies, and many other fields. Many of Jung's concepts have entered the mainstream of our language and culture. Complex, if you've heard of archetypes, persona, the shadow side, introverts, extroverts, typology, collective unconscious, and others. So all these are terms that he created, which is kind of crazy. Jung believed, this is a really important part and part of what we want to talk about today, Jung believed that most of our questions, most of our sufferings, arise from the distresses of the human soul. And they put soul in quotation marks. Because this, you're going to see this happen a lot, whether it's self, soul, mm-hmm. uh, unconscious. It, it, there's different terms for it. But uh, he called it the soul, which is the original meaning of the Greek word psyche. Uh, his work invites a new form of dialogue between ego consciousness and the soul. Uh, the latter being approachable only through our efforts to understand our symptoms our inexplicable life patterns, our compensatory dreams, and so on. And this dialogue serves as a form of psycho-spiritual enlargement in which one is able to contain more opposites rather than be split by him. Uh, And so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot in that. And uh, that's a really good bio for Carl. I mean, my bio would be like three sentences. Jake lived in Nashville and had kids. I just want a bio. I, yeah, I can't, we need to get a bio. She lived, she died. Yeah. The end. The yeah. end, yeah. Well, Carl Jung did a lot. So, um, But specifically this concept of the self. And um, as it pertains to uh, what we talked about in our last, we, we hinted at it at our last Coffee and Creativity, was this fact that there is a deeper side of you mm-hmm. that is past, whether you want to call it your thinking mind, uh, your analytical mind, your ego, um, it, I spent a lot of years trapped in this uh, kind of thinking mind, and I call it uh, sometimes locked in the left hemisphere. And you're thinking about thinking about thinking, and it's exhausting. And uh, I went through a really hard patch for a few years where I had no idea what was wrong with me. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I couldn't figure out who I was and uh, had no tools. And then I found out about Carl Jung, and then I started to realize that – 
he has this quote, which is, I literally, this is like my live by quote. So if you want to have one quote to take away, it's this one. He who looks outside dreams, he who looks inside awakens. And I love that because I was looking outside. I was looking outside for books, for someone else to tell me, just somebody tell me who I am. Somebody tell me, you know, what I need to be doing in my life. And the minute that I changed and shifted the paradigm to starting to go in, as he calls about talking to the soul, that's when I started to have some real breakthroughs and a large reason why we're sitting here today. Margaret was a huge uh, part of that in my life uh, to encourage me to go inside. But um, that's really uh, the big part about Carl Jung that we want to talk about today. And in regards to being in war and drawing mandalas, uh, this is a really interesting, um, and I wrote this in our email yesterday. So if you're not on our email list, jump on our website and sign up. We send an email once a week about what we're going to be covering and all kinds of helpful resources. And so the interesting thing I took away, Margaret, with him being in war was that it it reminded me a lot of what we're all going through right now, where there's just a lot of distress and a lot of um, pessimism, and, and rightfully so. It, it is it is scary out there. But he was going through something similar because he was a general in the war. And what he realized was he missed his work. And I think we all have this desire to express our lives. We have our desires to... Uh, to be fully expressed, and he was really experiencing this this uh, dilemma of needing to serve his country, but also wanting to get back to work. And so he started at the time creating mandalas, mm-hmm. and uh, he didn't know why. He just started to create them, and then he realized after looking at the mandalas after about twenty days, he said that he realized that he had his self. That's when uh, the self, the soul, started coming to him because he realized that it was communicating to him through the mandalas. And uh, it really birthed so much of his philosophy. So something as simple as drawing mandalas and doing mandalas uh, really helped him uh, explore not only his inner world, but also develop a lot of his foundation. Yeah. yeah and what I would add to that is um, what's interesting about um, creating, um, I think what ends up happening, and we've talked a little bit about this already, but I just, I think it's good to talk about again, is you're, you're in two thoughts of mind. You're either in survival mode or you're in um, creativity mode or mm. love mode. And so what he realized was that, um, and what I've realized when, um, especially when I was teaching, um, and even through this process, part of our process is helping people learn how to be creative without all those blocks and Mm -hmm. hindrance. But then also a lot of it is, um, looking at their work, talking with them about their work, Mm. uh, talking about what they see, talking about what we see, because that is, it actually ends up being a lot more intimate, um, than just having a conversation because what happens is it takes away all of those guards and Mm. you can see so much about that individual that you wouldn't normally get to see in Mm. normal circumstances, whether it be through a conversation or whatever the uh, case may be, because all of the methods that we've created, um, we do ourselves. And so Mm. uh, first, before we introduce it to anybody else, and what's so interesting about it is that we've been together for a long time. 10 plus, 10 plus I years. You lose count of the bliss. It's I the should bliss. know that, but I don't know. Okay. I'm going to get you to bring your mic. We're recording. Okay, sorry. I'm, we're working on our microphone. You're time. not even going to be able to see my, <laughs> you're not even going to be able to see my head anymore. The microphone's so large. Just right there I know, I know. I'm just kidding. Okay. So, but the point is, is it's very fascinating because even though we think that we know each other so well, 
I can't tell you how many times that just using creativity, both of us have been like, wow, I know that you've told me about this situation. I know you've told me over and over again, but seeing it visually does something different to where you connect almost on a soul basis where you're like, wow, you know, you've gone over it so many different ways and and talked about it all the time. But for the first time I've actually been able to see really what the struggle is for you. And then also be able to come back around and say, wow, did you notice this about your drawing or did you notice about uh, what you created and, and have you ever thought of it this way? So the interesting thing about um, creating is we, the reason what we're trying to do is try to demystify the concept of creativity and get more people to find their, area that they want to express themselves because what ends up happening is it is so satisfying that you end up finding an inner peace just by creating itself but Mm. then there's also all these other benefits to it as well that can be very revealing if it's not revealing to you at that particular moment, it can actually be um, in a safe space. That's why we've created this company that you can come to somebody um, and even us and discuss what you uh, what you created. But then also we can help you look at it from yeah. a different lens um, and what we like to call like a bird's eye view. Um, so it's th- when you're talking about mandalas and you're talking about uh, discovering the self, which is what uh, Carl did. Really, what we're talking about is that inner peace that inner wisdom that you've always had you've just needed a cauldron as we call it an area to hold it in so you can look at it from a bird's eye view and look at it from a different perspective yeah and that's that's really well said because i think that um early on when we were starting this company i was the guinea pig so you know margaret's got all these creative ideas he's still the guinea pig still the guinea pig in a lot of areas of life but uh (laughs) You know, for me, what's what was interesting is Margaret was asked by a nonprofit here to design a curriculum for uh, helping. It was a kind of a personal growth, uh, small group setting. And they had done a lot of research on how really powerful the right hemisphere is in helping process emotions and trauma and everything else. And this is where we, this is where everybody gets stuck is everybody knows that creativity is important. Everybody knows, but nobody knows how to do it. It's yeah. like, it's, yeah. that's the problem we're trying to solve. Yes. Because ahead. half of the, half of it was so funny because working with this, um, large group of individuals, uh, the resistance was so, um, yeah. significant. Yeah. Um, some never even did the projects because it was too intimidating. Yeah. Some, uh, were very, uh, discouraged at the beginning. And so, um, I would have to talk through with them and encourage them and then give them different options just so they didn't kind of limit themselves. Um, and then, and then what you realize is that the ones that actually did it, um, which were most of them, um, found a sense of pride and and we're talking about significant trauma Mm -hmm. with this particular group of people, but found a sense of pride that they were able to create, manifest something, but then also look at it from a different perspective that internally gave them a sense of peace because it was no longer, um, internalizing, uh, the, uh, concept where it was kind of uh, weighed weight on them. Mm. It's almost creativity almost gives you a way of kind of taking that burden, manifesting it in front of you, mm. and then being able to explain it to someone else gives you a sense of a separation from it because how often do we have a situation to where we just keep on letting it rattle around in our minds and we have no way of getting it out and manifesting it to where we can uh, look at it and it not control us. And I think that's really what we're talking about is, is giving people ways and, um, uh, um, 
activities, um, I guess, to to do that to where we're not so burdened all the time. Yeah, and that's a really um, having that visual metaphor is is so important because when we first started going through it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm the one that's helping create this company with her. And even I'm like, I don't know if I want to do the creative exercise today. Like, I don't, I don't know. You know, I've got like, and resistance is very real. And I believe, and I think Margaret, you would agree that resistance is completely in the analytical mind. It, it, it doesn't understand why you're doing it because for, for, for the left hemisphere, the analytical mind is always obsessed with solving problems. And it's all about, you know, looking at threats and trying to observe what's going on and seeing who's a threat. Are they a threat? It's constantly analyzing. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they safe? Are they doing better? And so all of that, it makes creativity makes no sense to it. Yeah. And I want to add to that. So and even for for me, um, you know, I still have, uh, especially if it's been an extended period of time to where I haven't created, mm-hmm. um, I end up procrastinating and uh, the resistance can look a lot, a, a lot like a lot of different types of things. Like I don't have time, or yeah. I'm, uh, I don't know where to start, or um, uh, I don't know um, where this is going, or um, I don't want people to judge me, mm-hmm. or um, things like that. Because you know, even for me, I still have to kind of work myself up to it and talk yeah. myself into it sometimes. Um, and so a lot of times an easy way of doing that is kind of just scheduling out, kind of yeah. carving out some time every week to do it, whatever that looks like. Because if you don't, you're not going to do it and yeah. you're going to talk yourself out of it. And so unfortunately, because our analytical mind is the one that um, tends to take over the majority of the day, that's why it's so important to get on the right hemisphere so you can access that creativity so you can give yourself a peace of mind because it's going to nine times out of 10, it's probably going to talk you out of it because there's several books just talking about that. Um, there's the book called, uh, war of art yeah, and, um, Pressfield, that's a great book. Yeah. And that's all it's talking about is how difficult it is. And that's why you don't have more, um, creative individuals is because, um, the resistance is going to keep you from doing it every day unless yeah. you have a consistent consistent, um, uh, discipline method to where, you know, it's important and you come, you constantly come back to it time and time again. That's the only time like Eric Carl, um, or I'm sorry, not Eric Carl, er, um, Carl Young, he, um, made several mandalas. It's not one time. And that's, yeah. I think that's where people get a little off too, is yeah. they think, Oh, well, you know, kind of like a therapist, they'll yeah. go one time be like, Oh, I figured it all out and yeah. I never have to go back again. That's yeah. not it. It takes a lot of digging and it takes repetition and it takes, you know, time and time again to go back in and kind of work those muscles that you've never worked before because, um, because it's not just a one-stop shop and then you're done. It's something that you really have to gain in momentum to be able to keep on going back and learn more and more about yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what people, uh, that have worked with us. So we were doing a lot of one-on-one client work here in Nashville. We had a retreat center we were taking people to, um, we were, we had a co-working space, uh, here in Nashville that was beautiful that we would take people to. And, uh, what we kept finding out was when we would, when we, when Margaret would take these people through it, you know, with Margaret being a, a former art teacher, uh, art educator, and also being a professional artist, she has an interesting uh, dichotomous background because the first is uh, that she's very educated in how to make you feel like you can do you can do the exercises, and there's there's a there's a there's a sense of safety with Margaret. And on the other side, because she's an artist, she knows what it feels like to move through that resistance. I mean, you every single day as an artist, you have to show up and move through that resistance. And so, yeah. And to add to that, that was one interesting thing that I observed about art teachers and specific specifically yeah. is because the 
the most unhealthy art teachers were the ones that didn't have an art practice themselves. Mm. And so that even spoke a lot to me because um, uh, it's important that you're using both hemispheres all the time. And if not, if you're using that analytical mind a lot of times, you tend to be more discontent than someone that is used to using the right hemisphere and using creativity um, a lot more. So um, anyway, I just wanted wanted to make that note. Yeah, well, I think the secret that, going back to the the topic of... uh, what we're talking about, the secret that Carl Jung found was that his mandalas in, in creating was this access point, this this almost way to to move past uh, the waves of the analytical mind deep into the ocean. I'm I'm writing an ebook right now called "The Ocean, the Waves" that we're hoping to get out over the next couple of weeks. And uh, it, the backstory is my uncle passed away really uh, around this time last year. And long story short, uh, it really affected me and it really pushed me to to, to answer some really hard life questions about what I was going through. And uh, long story short, going back to this thing about Carl Jung, it says he believed that most of our questions and most of our sufferings arise from the distress of the human soul. And uh, what, what what he tries to create is this dialogue between the analytical mind and the soul. But if you don't have a tool or you don't have some way to access the soul, um, then the analytical mind is just going to be going and going and going, and you're never going to really sink into who you are. And what was really fascinating, going back to that original quote of he who looks, he who looks outside dreams, he who looks inside awakens, what's fascinating is that was my experience because once I stopped looking outside and looking inside, I realized that I, I already was who I was. Mm-hmm. I already knew what I wanted to do. My, there, my thinking mind just wouldn't let me let go enough to embrace that side of myself. And so creativity has an unbelievable way of, of being able to allow you to kind of trans, transcend into you, who you really are. And I think that when people uh, start being artists, and you can speak into this, Margaret, a lot of people uh, have what I call, and I have it too, called artist envy because people, they want to be artists. They see professional artists and they, and they admire professional artists, especially if you're uh, a, a visual artist, you're going to have other painters but a lot of it comes down to, I think, that uh, what a lot of it is, is that as an artist, uh, that you see, you, you, you assume that they're very self-expressed. There's so much freedom in mm-hmm. artists just being like, this is who I am and opening up. You don't see the terror <laughs> that it takes to create. Uh, I mean, these are Margaret's works back here. And so she has to come in here and from her own subconscious come in here and paint something. But uh, I think that's what we admire in artists is we talked about Frida Kahlo last week. We admire their ability just to be wide open and to be and to be free, and that's because they've used art uh, to go inside and to to figure some stuff out. And so, uh, you want to talk a little bit about mandalas? I know. Sure. Kinda- yeah. So, just to touch on um, for this month, our mandalas are free yeah. uh, for anyone that wants access to them. All you have to do is sign in to our website, um, and then you have access to it for as long as you want. Um, but there's two there's two forms of art that I think that are really important that can be very beneficial. And the reason we made specifically mandalas, which is there's a time where um, if you're creating now, obviously, when you're creating, you're using your hands, which is important to drop into your body to get out of your analytical mind. But one thing that Buddhists understand and other um religions that use art um, in a particular way, they use it as a meditative state. And mm-hmm. what that is, 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 and ac- actually the famous um, author and artist of uh, Eric Carle, yeah, who created, hungry, yeah, hungry who created the Hungry Caterpillar. He, um, I was watching a video of his um, at the Frist here, and it was interesting because he was 
uh, talking about how tedious he was showing the process of what he does. And there was a lot of tediousness to it, which means that um, what ends up happening is if you already know what you want to create and you're not having a problem solve anymore. And the only thing that you need to do next is to just actually use your hands to create it. What ends up happening is your analytical mind drops out and says, well, you're, I'm not needed anymore. And mm. then lets the right hemisphere take over. And that's when people talk about that meditative state. And that's how you get there is you've got to find something whether it's mandalas or whatever it may be, um, you have to find something where you can make the decision early on. Then the analytical mind drops out and mm. then you can just actually create for creation's sake. Mm. And that's where you kind of get in that flow state, which we'll actually talk about later on and how to get there because yeah. that's very important too. Um, so if meditation is really difficult for you, um, I would highly recommend doing something like that. Um, that's just a repetitive state over and over again. And you're not really having to problem solve during the process. You've already kind of figured out what you want to do. And then the other point of why um, he specifically chose uh, mandalas is because it's a meditative state that you can get into when you create them repetitively. But then also at the same um, time, when you start adding things in there, it will um, speak to you um, on different in different ways. And so yeah. um, depending on what the line looks, the lines look like, the mark making, the color variation, the um, intensity of it, um, all of it really does communicate something. You just have to know how to look at it. Yeah. And I think that one of the um, awesome things that, that we got to experience, we were working one-on-one -on -one with people um, earlier this year was um, whether you want to call it a breakthrough, whether you want to call it an aha moment, um, we, we would set the stage and take them through our method, which is very specific. It's something that you know, we both came together on. And, and so we take you through steps. We take you through a, a method that we've created that works. And uh, we take them through this method, and they all come at the, 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 the situation with different problems. So uh, there was not one common theme between the problems. Somebody was working through this. Somebody was working through that. And what was beautiful was, A, just watching them um, immediately. You could see them come in, and their, their shoulders are up. You know, we hold so much tension in our bodies that uh, one, of the, one of the things that I noticed was their body, as they started to work through the process, like there's their shoulders sunk. And I even heard like whistling, you know, and uh, you're just kind of like all of a sudden it's like this inner child starts to come up as, mm. as, the th as the thinking mind, which is like the boss in your head that's just riding your ass all the time. When it starts to slow down, all of a sudden there's this other nature that starts mm. to take over. And as they're moving through this process, um, they it's like it's like watching um, it's like watching their self come up above the water. And I know that sounds crazy, but it's what Carl Jung is saying is that that's. Most of our distress is uh, not being able to access that and listen to it. And uh, so each one would talk about these breakthroughs and they would just keep having them because they would say, oh, and this and I'm seeing this and whatever else. And so long story short, one of the, one of the things that I really appreciated about working through that process was, uh, the, like you said, the pride that they took in, in the work that they did and specifically um, the fact that we had so many people, we, we asked them to do a survey when they were finished, and so many people said it was just nice to be with myself for a bit. And I don't even think they realized what they were saying, but they were saying it was nice to be with me. And it's like, well, who's me if I'm not here? And what you're realizing is you're accessing a different side of yourself. And it is such a great side of yourself that has so many answers that you're out there looking for. Like you're reading the books, you're listening to an authority figure on it. There's a guru out there. And the, my favorite thing about our method and, and what we do is that we give you the power. We're just giving you the keys 
and, and giving you some tools to get started. But every single time, all these people, 100% of the time, they solve their own problems. And that's my favorite thing is it's so empowering to, there's no better healing than self-healing. There's no better problem solving than, uh, than solving your own problems. And so uh, I just wanted to say that that was one of my favorite experiences. Um, and so that's what we're aiming to do with the products and services that we're going to be offering you. Um, we want to make sure that we give you something that's going to give you really fast results mm-hmm. and uh, you can start getting uh, past the blocks that are going on, whatever they are, because it doesn't really matter. This process will help uh, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, Margaret, do you want to talk a little bit more um, as we potentially close out? So when we first put the Mandala kit out, um, I think when what we were really trying to do was to try to help families uh, because anxiety manifests differently for different people. And we're all stuck in these homes together. And I was telling Mario the other day, like, if you think about this, the worst punishment that we can give someone, aside from the death penalty, if you get into big trouble and you're going to jail, um, the worst punishment you can get is solitary confinement, if you think about mm-hmm. that. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. And that's kind of where we are. Uh, in, in, a, in an odd way, we're all kind of in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think that what it reminds me of is that uh, – we're all having a hard time and and anxiety can feed. It's called emotional contagion, which we'll talk about one day, but uh, we see it in our girls, you know, they're five and three and they're doing the best they can, but they don't understand why they can't play with their friend across the street. And so we, we created these kits um, specifically to try to help families. But do you want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's in the kit and and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. So we have, um, I've created tutorials for all age levels. So it goes from preschool all the way to adults. Um, there's different, um, variations of it. So you can choose one or two or as many as you want. And the beautiful part about it is it's for really everyone. Um, really the only, um, people that can't do all of them are probably preschool just because they're not there yet. But, um, everybody else, elementary on up to adults can do all of the mandalas. Um, which you can do it by yourself or you can do it together. So, um, but kind of to add to what Jake was saying, you know, um, I think the reason we made it a family um, kit is because, like he said, um, it's important to realize that, you know, we, our children are going to mirror how we feel Mm -hmm. and our anxiety and what we're distressed about. So worst case scenario, if you don't have an opportunity for everybody in your family to do it, at least do the ones that are at the far end for the adults. Um, because it's important that we kind of check in with ourselves. Yeah. So then therefore our family can do as well, um, too, because I notice, I feel like, you know, preschoolers are just a mirror of how we're doing that day. Yeah, a lot of the word. times, unfortunately. So, bad. yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. so, um, so I, you know, and, you know, uh, I try not to beat myself up because obviously not every day is a great day. Right. Um, but it is also important to give ourselves tools to kind of register that we are going through a lot, yeah. you know, as, as us, as adults and, um, kind of taking on some activities or things that we can do to really nourish ourselves in order to nourish the rest of the family. Um, and so anyway, yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, a lot of what, what Margaret, um, does so well is, you know, making sure that when the way that she's, I totally didn't even answer your what, question. Okay, so yes, what was tutorials. The I've already forgot. Yeah, I wasted more coffee. <laughs> we obviously did not sleep very well last night. So tutorials, um, video tutorials. There's um, imagery, so you can see what some of the examples look like. There's 30 day challenges yeah. uh, for the mandalas uh, for all age levels, and um, the history behind mandalas as well as on there. So um, yes, that was the question that you asked. Yeah. 
And so, you know, we're not really, even though this is more of a, um, a short-term thing because of what's happening with quarantine, that we're not really, our, we're not really here, and our company doesn't really exist to create meditative practices. I mean, our, we're, we're here to help you move through and have breakthrough ideas and really live the life that you want to live because my personal development side is very much about life bringing life to life. Mm. And, and if there is something that you are experiencing right now with a block, which we all are, because we're stuck in our houses and we're trying to figure out what to do with our life. If you're experiencing a block and you're experiencing some inner turmoil, mm. um, that could be a breakthrough that's about to happen for you. If you give it the ability to talk to you and if you have a tool to do it, because uh, I, I spent a couple years in talk therapy and um, it was helpful, but it was still so much just talking and talking. And I wasn't, I wasn't really listening to who, to who I was or myself and I go through a few of our exercises, and then it's right there in front of me. And so uh, I just want to encourage you that if you're moving through something, you know, as scary as it is right now, um, uh, uh, something I've been thinking about lately of, of writing on is, is the job that you're going to ask to be come back to a job that you want to go back to? Mm -hmm. And this is a good time to ask that question. It doesn't mean you have to quit, but it's just a good time to be introspective because um, what's going to happen is eventually this is going to shift, and we're all going to go back to normal. And when normal comes, you can kind of go on autopilot, and uh, autopilot can last for a long time. And so we just want to encourage you to take this time. If you're an adult, uh, Margaret, you encourage them to do the 30-day mandala challenge. Yeah, I think that, like I said, um, I think the biggest disadvantage is, is you'll do it one time. You'd be like, okay, I got it. Yep. But the whole point of the challenge is to encourage you. It just gives you prompts to encourage you to do it once a day. Yep. Um, and mind you, they're just suggestions. You can do it however you want, obviously. Um, you know, um, they can look vastly different. And, yeah. and, and the tutorials, and that's what's difficult about um, teaching someone any type of art form, which is, you know, my style is going to be vastly different than your style, and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's not your mandala is not supposed to look like mine. Yeah. Um, mine is just, I try to do it as generic as possible just so to leave room for um, self-exploration yes. in that area. So um, I encourage you that it doesn't look anything like the one that I did and to take it wherever you want and allow yourself the freedom to do that, mm. um, to not confine yourself. You have the, the tutorial in order to give you suggestions. Um, but by all means, take it where, um, you're, you want to take it. Um, because that's part of the, the growth aspect of it Absolutely. is not limiting yourself just because you think it's supposed to look a specific way. Yeah. And, and, in, in regards to, um, our grandfather, Carl Jung, um, uh, I, I, yeah, I wish. Uh, he's a good man. So it, in regards to him, I think I think his message to us, uh, because oddly enough, we're talking about mandalas. You know, he started to do mandalas when he was in probably one of the worst periods of his life. I mean, I know what we're dealing with is really tough, but when you're in war, that's that's about as bad as it gets. And for him to be going through some awful experience and then discover something that would shape our lives now today, I'm affected by Carl Jung. I'm affected by his theories of the self and the soul. In my opinion, the truth of the self and the soul. Um, there may be something inside of you right now that is trying to come through. And so oftentimes we treat anxiety, mm -hmm. we treat um, depression, we treat all these things, and we try to manage them when sometimes it's your soul saying, I have something I want to say. And we want to encourage you. We want to be more than a cheerleader, we want to be your champion behind you because we know um, that you have something to say and mm. we, you have something unique to give. And life is about giving. 
And um, if you want to find a quick way to abundance, if you want to find a quick way to um, a, a brighter side of life, then just wake up and give your heart and, and your personal uh, specialness that's inside of you that is past. It's going to be a little bit past that thinking mind uh, because as adults, we get, we get lost in it. But I promise you that the more that you go inside, somehow miraculously, it's the greatest paradox, the more work you do inside, uh, the more your outside world starts to change. And so that's our passion is to help you in your journey because um, we know that there is something inside of you that once you start to get in there, it doesn't have to be a sad, um, uh, something that you get stuck in. Uh, it's something to help you move past and to move forward and to live the life that you really want to live uh, authentically. And so uh, we love you guys. We, we uh, are here for you. We, we're, we're in the middle of this too. I mean, you know, I'm perfect, but Margaret's having a hard time over there. And she's, you know, she's stressed and anxious. I'm not. I'm, I'm pretty much good every yeah, week. Yeah, that's totally especially, true. Especially with two kids in the house. But, um, yeah, we love you guys. And we're going to be here forever. Like, this is what we love to do. And we're going to be helping you. And uh, we look forward to letting you guys know about more about our our products and services are going to be releasing next month. And check out our podcast. Uh, we have another I have an interview coming up. Uh, about a really cool concept called fire yourself, which is a great uh, thing. I don't know if I should probably fire myself, but anyways, it's it's a lot of um, it's a lot of fun. So you, thank you guys for being on the journey, Mark. Do you want to close out anything? Yeah, and I would just encourage um, the one thing to do. The one thing that I want to add about the mandalas is a lot of us are going through a lot of anxiety, and a lot of us are are feeling a lot of stresses in a lot of areas. Mm. Um, if I could encourage you to do one thing, it would be just put it all visually on a piece of paper, whether it's mandala, whether it's just scribbling, whether mm. it's just really getting angry at that piece of paper. Do yourself a favor and kind of express yourself as much as possible on just and don't show it to anybody it's not for anybody other than yourself but where a dangerous place can be is when it just rattles around in our mind um so if if i could ask you to do anything it would just be try to get all of that down on a piece of paper and then you can tear it up and throw it away but at least there was some sort of effort of you trying to get it out and to stop um, letting it kind of register up and down in your body. So um, I think that that would be really beneficial. Yeah, and I just want to say that Margaret and I talk about this a lot where I feel like she processes so much better. I mean, look behind us, her artwork's amazing. It's beautiful um, and, and, and it's abstract. So there is no, you don't get to look outside and then paint it. I mean, you're coming straight from the inside out. And and she has done so much healing, so much self-discovery um, just through painting. And so she'll come in here and then, you know, you can talk about the process, which uh, is a lot more, is a lot more very, has a lot more, um, uh, has a lot more levels than just the way I'm making it sound. But I can tell you that just by her having a, um, an, an outlet, outlet yeah. a container as the women, the woman who runs with wolves calls it. Um, it's so important because, you know, your emotions are beacons. They're not barriers and we have to have a way to process them and thinking about them and judging them is not the way to go. So, um, we just really appreciate you guys being on here today. You can check out the podcast, uh, and thank you for joining, uh, coffee and creativity, uh, on this Friday. We wish you love, we wish you well, your family's well, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye guys. Bye.